Welcome to San Diego Magazine's Happy Half Hour. This is our fun food and drink focused podcast. I'm Aaron Chamber Smith with San Diego Magazine. I've got Troy Johnson here. He's our food critic, um, but writes all kinds of fun, great things. And we have so much food here today. <laughs> you know what? This is how we used to do the podcast, everybody at home. We used to have just feasts, you know? It was like, you know, Jesus was saying goodbye, you know? I mean, it was like, it was like, a, you know, like the last we supper. We drink a lot more. Yeah, it was a lot more. And, and, and finally, somebody brought us some real food. We've got salads with flowers on them. I'm all kinds of neat stuff. David Martin is drooling over it. He's the <laughs> producer of this show. Uh, the person that you should call, too, if you ever want to get involved with our show, sponsor it or anything like that. Um, David is the guy to call. David M at sdmag.com. There you go. Uh, and we have a great special guest, as we always do. We have Lan Tai, uh, the chef at Enclave, which is the restaurant inside uh, the new June Shine Ranch is that what we're calling yep. it? Junshine Ranch. Junshine Ranch. Uh, and you brought us a lot of what looks healthy, but we already had these little chippy things that look unhealthy, but they're healthy and they're good. Lotus chips with Lotus. little um, furikake. Yep, furikake and togarashi. So mm-hmm. it's all about using good oils. So we use a non-GMO rice bran oil for those, and we want to just kind of explore more than just the potato chips and sweet potato chips. Salads <laughs> and flowers, and it looks like we got a green goddess dressing over here. What is that? Is that it's it? a green goddess ranch oh, dressing oh, made from oh. avocado oil. I could drink that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Sorry. We realize that you guys can't actually eat this stuff at home. But, but remember when but we used to say, we there. try to make this show as much like happy hour as possible. So we do eat and drink. Remember we used to You know that. what? You, maybe because you stop saying that, people stop bringing food. Know. You know, <laughs> start saying that again. But then it annoys David when we chew. and that, That's know. why I just set rules now. That Are you, have you guys stopping or? food from coming <laughs> to the show? <laughs> Oh my God! Like, like, when people ask why Troy left the show, like today, like right now, stop getting lunch. Oh my God! Oh my God! I come, I come in here like famished. I'm like, <gasps> It is. It's really bad when someone really good from like a really like yummy restaurant with some specialty dish comes <laughs> and they come in with nothing and we're like. And you see them walk in like a hand like nothing in their hands. You're like, oh come on. I thought you were gonna bring <laughs> just a single donut. I know. Uh, okay, in case you guys haven't listened to our show, we are gonna get in. Um, uh, a little bit more conversation in depth with Lan Tai, the chef at Enclave. She's our special guest. We have a segment for that about halfway through the show. But we always start with hot plates. This is sort of newsy stuff happening on the restaurant scene. Uh, and then we always end our show with two people, 50 bucks. That's our own personal recommendations of what we've been eating and drinking lately. I'm going to go ahead and give you our phone number really quick right off the top in case anything that you hear uh, on the show sparks a question or a comment. We would love to hear from you. We also love it when you send us your own two people, 50 bucks, just FYI. Uh, and our number is 619 0535 uh, 619-744-0535 you can leave us a voicemail and we can answer your question or respond or um what have you david is going to be doing hot plates today get it going all right if you're a gambler you're really excited because Brincon reservation road brewery is opening in harris resort socal near valley center what's really cool about this is it's the first certified native american owned brewery in southern california and it's basically a big giant rebrand of the former beer concept that was sr 76 beer works that was there but so they're starting up on the 30th and they're going to start with four beers to start off pretty exciting stuff for there cool sounds good See, there, there, there's no commentary because they're all like, like, oh, David's doing hot plates. We're just going to sit here and eat while normally it's me that I'm like, like, oh, I just watch you guys like do the thing and I just like eat all the food. So it's nice. You, you, I feel like this is revenge for all of the times that I will sit there and I'll eat the food in front of you while you guys don't at all. You're very right. I, I, You're I, very and right. I totally respect it. I totally respect it. We're like, it. is that all? Anything else? <laughs> 
Nice work, David. <laughs> you keep going while I shovel this uh, this mango in my face. <laughs> but so, a uh, popular Filipino restaurant from L.A. just opened a new location, Carmel Mountain Ranch Town Center. Oi, spelled O-I, is a cool Asian fusion and fast casual spot that's uh, really been known for its fried chicken and adobo rice, lumpia and umami gravy as well. This is their second location. Uh, the first one in San Diego opened in Barrio Logan a couple years ago, so welcome to... Uh, hmm. Ranch Town Center. Uh, you know, I, I'm stoked for this because I grew up in that area and there's a, a large Filipino um, population. And San Diego, I believe, has the second largest Filipino population in the United States. Um, and, you know, we've talked about it for a couple of years that Filipino food has been way underrepresented. I mean, National City has some good stuff, um, but mostly, you know, Filipino food it does not match. The number of restaurants does not match the, the number of people in this town. You know, especially Carmel Mountain Ranch. That's a really smart, good move. Excellent. Yeah. Are you, are you okay. Just done eating. Oh, what, now are you, you eating? eating? Like what? Oh, no. <laughs> what? oh well, no, I'm, uh, I have nothing to add. I great. <laughs> Next. So an unfortunate update. Podcast alum Rob Ruiz, who had been opening a sustainable sushi concept, unfortunately, it's been canceled. Uh, it was supposed to be called Holdfast Tamaki Bar. It was delayed for about a year. But he also just recently closed his Carlsbad restaurant as well, Land and Water Company, last fall. And the Speakeasy next door to the Charles Kenneth also closed. Yeah, Rob Ruiz has been one of the foremost sustainable sushi chefs in um, the United States and actually one of them on the planet. He's won a lot of awards. Um, and I don't know exactly. What's going on with him? I don't know. I got to reach out to Rob and see what's what's happening. I mean, it, look, it's a hard world to make it in the industry these days. Um, I, I, I'm not really sure. I'll, I'll try to dig and get the answer for it. He was on the podcast and had just... Just he was fascinating. Oh my gosh, that was he one of is, my favorite episodes. Yeah, yeah, he knows what he's doing. He has put his life and soul into using every part of the chef. I mean, every part of the chef. <laughs> that would be a weird restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> every every part of <laughs> cannibalism coming. Come <laughs> That's the newest trend in 2021. Give me a half a June shine. <laughs> Our blood sugar is spiking in here. Oh, we got food. God. Like. Um, but, but you give it, you know. He used every part of the fish. He would actually go down to the Tuna Harbor Dockside Market. That's a market that's open from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Sunday, on Saturdays, um, right down here in downtown San Diego. He would buy a whole fish. He would use the bone marrow. He'd use the, the, the bones for stock, use the, the cheeks, everything else. Um, you know, But it, it was really a hard model to do, and I know that he struggled with it, and you had to really buy into his concept as a cook because you had to work your butt off to be able to do it sustainably and do it right. You know, I just, I'll, I'll check into it and see what, what else is going on. Okay. Yeah. Stay tuned for uh, more information, hopefully, coming up. And then uh, this looks like there's one. We have a last-minute ad, and David found yeah, some breaking news from a local food writer. Well, by the time this comes out, it will not be breaking news because it'll be two weeks from now. Oh, but well. so either way, it's still, <laughs> <laughs> it's still really rad and New still cool you, stuff maybe. on uh, the, um, the beer front. Uh, Brandon Hernandez over at uh, West Coaster. He just wrote something that the Lost Abbey is about to open in uh, East Village, which is pretty cool. But what makes it even more unique is that they're opening in a 1906 Mexican Presbyterian church and opening a tasting room there. I love that. I know that Arsalan, so cool. Arsalan, who owns Consortium Holdings, which is Craft and Commerce and Ironside and you know, Raised by Wolves, and Raised by Wolves and Raised. everything else in San Diego. Yeah. At one point, he tried to take over an old church that was over here in downtown, town, and it didn't really work out. But I mean, I love the idea of communing in a church, especially especially with alcohol, because that was when the first beers were brewed was by monks. You know, I mean, there's a real deep, deep tradition there. I remember a couple years ago there was a trend where 
they were actually going to start serving liquor in, or not liquor, but like wine in churches to increase attendance. So who knows? There may be some kind of church fusion thing still happening. Dude, there. they should hold a, <laughs> a, a Sunday night service, like do a gospel choir. Come on, like a gospel choir and, you know. Like, like the member of House cool. of Blues does the gospel brunch or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. I'm trying to picture where this church is in the East Village. Do we know where it is? Uh, yeah, you're talking to the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a church uh, person. So it's, it's on the corner of J and 13th. Mm-hmm. 13th and J? Yeah, um, like by the library, kind of? I think so. I'm not sure. Interesting. I'm going to go walk over there and check and it out. That's very like cool. Good idea. Uh, okay, you guys, is that that's all we have, right, for that's Hot Plates? That's all we got. Okay, there is more Hot Plates, though, always every month in your San Diego magazine. I know you all are subscribers. You get it in your mailbox about a week or so before it goes on sale in newsstands. If you don't, you can buy it at Vons and Whole Foods and Sprouts and Jimbo's and all and Target and all over the place in San Diego. Or you can go to sdmag.com slash subscribe to get it. Uh, SanDiegoMagazine.com is where we put up a post, though, for every podcast episode. And we link to everything that we talk about so that you guys can find all of this stuff and go check it out. Troy also has a blog at SanDiegoMagazine.com with all kinds of neat Troy stuff. Right now he's hunting um, for the you know best of different kinds of foods around town, but just newsy stuff and, and whatever Troy and feels I, like writing. And I've got a story with um, Jessica Waite, who is opening up the Plot Restaurant in Oceanside. We've got the first look, the first photos of this restaurant, which is the, looking to be the first zero-waste restaurant in San Diego. Um, a plant-based, all-vegan um, food. It's a really, really big and ambitious project that was funded all online by donations. Wow. Very cool. Uh, okay, we are skipping the 60 second beer review, David. Yes? I've, I've just not been having much time to drink beer lately. Okay. <laughs> terribly, terribly sorry. Way to not do your job. <laughs> and way to know to edit 10 minutes and 17 seconds in. <laughs> um, well, we will move right on to our special guest segment. Uh, joining us today is Lan Tai, the chef at Enclave, which is the restaurant inside June Shine Ranch's Kombucha, Kombucha Brewery. Uh, over in Scripps Ranch area, right? Yep. Okay. Um, we highlighted the roasted beet salad from Enclave in the January issue of San Diego Magazine. That's that beautiful sort of peachy pink cover. It's all about healthy eating with that beautiful dish. Um, I think it's probably still on newsstands, right, when this comes out? I believe so. It's still on newsstands. You can still grab it. Um, yes, the beet salad is featured in that issue, uh, and it, that whole issue is devoted to tips on healthy eating. Enclave's menu is based around the concept of food as medicine. Uh, Lan, you grew up in San Diego and originally studied graphic communication at Cal Poly up in San Luis Obispo, and then you worked at Adobe Systems for nearly seven years. Yeah. Did you work on InDesign? Can you fix mine? (laughs) (laughs) It's always broken. Illustrator, acrobat, yeah, I can come help. Uh, You left the tech world, though, to pursue your passion for cooking, working as a caterer, and now as a chef at Enclave. Welcome. Yes, thank you for having me. I say we start off by telling us what you brought us. What's all this great food? Is this all from the menu? This is from the menu. I only brought stuff here that can hold really well for a long time, so we got a lot of different superfood salads. So what we have right here is our, um, this is actually right there, the roasted beet poke salad that is Mm -hmm. featured in your magazine. And then this is our tropical salad with the ginger macadamia nut dressing. Um, These are lotus root chips that we dust with togarashi and furikake. And uh, this right here is what I came up with, I call the daily vitamin roll. So basically what I try to do is think about all the nutrients and probiotics and uh, minerals that you need in a day and have it all in one bite. So that's pretty much there right there. So what are those? That looks a lot like seven bites. Yeah. What are are those two? What's in them? So we have smoked salmon. We have uh, different kinds of medicinal mushrooms. Medicinal, not um, the other kind. So we have gorgeous (laughs) reishi, (laughs) 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 sauerkraut. 
you'll feel happy. Definitely happy after Why that. Why do I want to listen to the doors, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and then we end right here with just a, it's a simple super cob salad, but we definitely added it on the menu because I don't think you can find a really, really delicious cob salad. How does one go about making the transition from working at basically one of the <laughs> software giants of the entire world that all of our lives revolve around of being Adobe and deciding that you want to open your own health food restaurant? Have you seen how sickly looking tech people are? <laughs> <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a very dramatic change. And so uh, what, 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 what kind of prompted, prompted all that? So... Um well, I think I always wanted to, you know, I mean, it's great to have that experience in that part of my life to live in, you know, experience a corporate world. And they, they were an amazing company. You're talking about six weeks off, vacation per year, paid. Um, you're talking about like free gym memberships, free trainer, free food every Friday, uh, every day after seven, you know, so it was such a great experience. And for me, it built uh, my kind of entrepreneurial skills to like to see how I'm going to build a company so that you could actually have great employees, treat them really well, and figure out a way um, on the business structure. So that was a great learning experience for me at Adobe. And I'm a very creative person, so I love graphic design, I love building websites. That was such, I love computers, I love programming, so I have that very technical side of me. But I also believe that I also have a very, I uh, wanted to connect more to the people. And just from, uh, with my mom and my dad, they were refugees and they, uh, actually I'm a refugee too, so we escaped Vietnam. And I was actually born in a Thailand refugee camp when, and we came over here at six months, uh, when I was six months old in San Diego. So just having that connection that my mom just cooked everything and just having that connection, like knowing that you can make somebody so happy through food. Mm -hmm. And by just not like making food that's just uh, delicious, but just really good for you. Cause that's what mothers do. Like we've been doing, mothers, grandmothers have been doing that for generations long 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 you know long ago i appreciate you your parents a bit more than i appreciate myself because hey this is really good food and it's and it's healthy but I, the reason why i don't appreciate myself is because i don't cook that healthy for my daughter because she won't eat this shit yeah, i mean she really won't she'll look to me and she'll be like where's the white carbohydrate with cheese mm -hmm, i don't understand we actually well bring your daughter to a restaurant because sometimes right, <laughs> we have kids we're like well we do we do get you know people come in and like you know what my kid won't eat mushrooms and then we, we cut it up in a way where it looks like pasta when we put it in the soup and the kid goes, oh, I want some more of that pasta. So we're like, yeah, just feed him that mushroom pasta. <laughs> right. And so is there a tie-in? I mean, obviously with Junshine, um, kombucha has some probiotic, uh, you know, uh, probiotics in it and it mm -hmm. has some health properties is that why i think june china decided to go in a healthy food direction with the with the food product yeah so they were look when they opened uh the massive twenty five thousand square foot facility they actually took over the former ballast point out in scripps ranch um they were looking for a partner that kind of matched their you know like they called the ha the honest alcohol with for a healthier planet they're those guys are amazing um they really take care of the planet they try to create a brewery that is very uh, sustainable as much as they can they look at their waste we have composting systems there we have recycling systems there um they try to use less plastic as much as possible so being able to partner with uh, a company like that is just a perfect I always call it perfect match in organic heaven. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God. You need to stop saying that. No, but I, I, no I'm go, just kidding. I want to eat what she's having. I'm into that. I want to go to organic heaven. <laughs> 
Well, they had a lot of choice. They were in there. <laughs> they had a lot of people that wanted to partner with them, but they were, you know, your typical brew pub foods. So a lot of pizzas, burgers, and things like that. And it, it was it was very frustrating for them because they wanted to pair their, you know, um, their alcohol, clean alcohol, and very transparent alcohol with similar uh, with similar mission. Yeah, it makes so much more sense because mm-hmm. you, you do think, I mean, everybody thinks when you're having, you know, a drink, if it has any alcohol in it whatsoever, that you need to eat some sort of, you know, carb and fat and ranch and things like that. You know, I mean, granted, this is ranch, but it's a little bit, it's based on a w- way more healthier concept, you know, than like your regular bar and and a gastro pub food. Well, and how exciting for the suburbs of Scripps Ranch to get this kind of food. <laughs> I feel like suburbs don't always get this sort of... I don't know, leading edge, fresh. I grew up in Scripps Ranch. Ranch mosquitoes in Scripps Ranch. Yeah, those were, that's my mom, my dad lived, and we didn't have anything except. We didn't have medicinal mushrooms. We had (laughs) Pernicanos, you know, that was about it. Is Pernicano still there? I'm not sure. Okay, all right. Anyways, but I mean, yeah, when, when Ballast Point came in, it was kind of like Script French got sexy. You know, <laughs> I mean, Script French had this little like brewery tasting room from this upstart brewery. So it's nice to see that June Shine's back in there and still activating that space. Uh, what else are you doing with the menu besides this? And yes, yeah, so at Enclave we have a few services. So um, actually, I never really wanted to start a restaurant, so June Shine kind of just reeled me in. I was guessing. <laughs> That's what I was wondering when he asked the question about going from software to yeah. food. I imagine it was a rude awakening for you because you love food. Yes. The, the one thing you don't do when you love food and love cooking is opening up a restaurant yes. or a catering business. Having right? a podcast about it is very fun. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> just talk about it. Yeah. Let's trade jobs. But, I mean, but it's tough, right? It's insanely challenging. Yeah. And it's you have to be stupid to open a restaurant <laughs> i'm not kidding you i'm do. not you have to believe in your food so yeah. much for people to come to like you you have to have like this ego like so big to go like they're gonna love my food so much and they're gonna come and you know you oh. do you have to be crazy you have to and everybody that i know that opens a restaurant's crazy like in that sense of like just so much passion like, i love it i love it so much <laughs> i'm gonna do it and everybody, every single financial advisor and like health practitioners like nope. you're gonna work 97 nope. hours a week yeah. I gotta do it. And that's what's so beautiful about the restaurant industry, right? Yeah. And I'm just lucky that we have a lot of healthy food because it's really what's creating my stamina to be able to um, stay healthy. Like, I haven't, I'm like, uh, knock on wood, but I haven't gotten sick this winter, you know, and I don't normally get sick. But you have to have that um, healthy stamina to be able to own a business like this, especially opening a restaurant. Now drop some health knowledge on us about food that you've learned, because I'm sure you're studying this, oh, yeah. obviously. Um, so like, give us a couple of the ingredients that you use a lot in your menu and like what yeah. they do. So one of the things that we kind of created our own little, you know, food, uh, you know, not period pyramid, but like a circle. It's kind of like how we, 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 uh, we figured it. And what it is is like what we're looking at the Western diet, and what the one thing the Western diet's really missing is probiotics. A lot of fermented mm, foods. Fermented foods. So the sure. things that the, we realize in the food industry, what happened was they replaced real fermentation foods with artificial preservatives. So mm. because of that, you know, the if you think about it, it's just because of the invention of you know potassium sorbate or all those like different artificial preservatives that were put in food because of those inventions of those chemicals it replaced real fermentation and because of that it really trickled down and then just created this explosive kind of uh, epidemic in health people don't realize right now 60% of Americans 60% of Americans have at least one chronic illness and that's diabetes pre-diabetic and that's on the government webpage that where you can cite wow. that and that's like uh, pre-diabetic, overweight, 
cancer, heart mm-hmm. disease. And if you think about it, how many people you know yeah. have one of those? Absolutely. So I'm just trying to, I want to educate people. So that's a huge thing. Like thinking about like what changed, you know, what happened, what mm-hmm. happened, where did we go wrong? Fermentation so, is, is key. Is and key. We're, we're seeing all the benefits of it now with, pro, with probiotics that it develops yeah. and everything else. So yeah. tell people what are some foods that are fermented naturally or without the chemicals that we could be looking for on menus or that we could be adding into our own food? Well, you should be, uh, well, fermentation is a process where you're just basically massaging vegetables and salt. Mm-hmm. So with that, um, so that we have right here, the kimchi, the sauerkrauts, mm-hmm. um, things like yogurt, things like aged cheeses, mm-hmm. so not fresh cheeses, uh, tamari, so soy's, <clears throat> excuse me, soy has um, fermentation too, uh, sourdough breads, a lot of probiotics, um, so those are pretty key ingredients. And the thing is also like sourdough, like you have to go seek real sourdough bread, not mm-hmm. the ones that have like, you know, fake, fake stuff, no fake stuff. Well, and the sourdough bread <laughs> that actually includes all the endosperm and everything else. And like the, like entire, from the entire grain. So good. At yeah. Or, or the Prager brothers yeah. who have their own milk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the other major aspect that we believe that people don't, aren't eating enough is herbs and spices. So even on our menu, if we say something like a super cob salad, we are literally that dressing, the ranch dressing, there's probably over six different herbs that we add in it. So it looks like a green goddess ranch dressing. We top it with tons of microgreens. So microgreens, like uh, these ones are like radish, kohlrabi, broccoli sprouts. And these contain 30 to 40 times its nutrients than its mature counterparts. Mm-hmm. So literally just eating a tablespoon of those microgreens is about like eating like your like four broccoli stems. Wow. So yeah, that's wow. great to know. Give you me know, some of those. <laughs> you know what? I don't think. I mean, it, it's my job to study food, and I mm-hmm. study so much. But I'm only one person. There's a lot of food out mm-hmm. there. Yeah, you know. And but sometimes the, it's chicken wings. I did, yeah, and sometimes it's chicken wings. My favorite know? assignment of last year. <laughs> that was fantastic. Um, but I, mean, I didn't realize that microgreens. I just thought they were precious. You know, I thought yeah. they were almost there for decor and a little bit of flavor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't realize that it was a, a, a intensely concentrated punch of nutrients. Yes. Nice. Yeah, it's great too because. Because, you know, it kind of in the chef world, they kind of look down on microgreens mm-hmm. because they're like, oh, look at it. You're making it look pretty. Mm-hmm. And you're just topping it with microgreens. And if you go to my restaurant, I have a whole shelf of microgreens and I put it at center stage and let people realize that we cut it fresh on spot, on site. And just to um, because we're not there for fluff, we're there for people's uh, body and how they feel and making truly delicious food first. Yeah, it's like David. He's not just pretty. He's really real content. <laughs> well, whatever was in this, vi- every vitamin you need in a bite thing was very good. Thank you. That was yummy. Is that on the menu there? You can get that Yes, there? that's a, those are specials. And so, and then the other thing was medicinal mushrooms. So those are pretty much the three key ingredients. Lots of fresh herbs, a lot of uh, fermentation, and a lot of medicinal mushrooms. So here at our restaurant, we can find maitake, you can find cordyceps, reishi, shiitake, all different forms. In taco form, you know, uh, just I try to make it so that it's approachable, so not too crazy. And are you seeing a lot more of your chef friends um, cooking in this manner, being aware of, you know, the um, health and nutritional value of their foods way more than, say, five years ago? Oh, most definitely. Because here's the thing, like, when eating the food, all I say to people is, how do you feel after? Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest way that you can judge your own and how a good a meal is. It's like, do you feel lethargic? Do you feel tired? And, and people think full, that's what full means. Mm-hmm. Like they're gonna go crash on a couch and have it like, you know, a two hour cat nap. And that's not the definition of full. That's just your body going, what the F, you just 
fed me so much artificial crap. I don't even know what to do right now. So I I'm just going to shut down the other systems. <laughs> exactly. And process all of this bullshit you but, just gave me. Totally. <laughs> no, I didn't want to. I refrained from cussing. Well, <laughs> and, <laughs> but in terms of fermentation, isn't that kombucha too, right? Yes. That's in Chunchai. Chunchai. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So they have a microbiologist on site. So they're actually some kombucha some hard kombuchas because there's two fermentation processes that take place to make it uh increase to alcohol um so they actually have a microbiologist on site that tests it and there is lots of probiotics still at the end product here and even in the alcoholic yeah and and you're not i I, as i understand it you're not allowed to talk about the health properties of alcohol companies right of of alcohols that you sell but you know there are it just makes sense you know i mean we know that kombucha does have uh, probiotics you know if you add alcohol to it it's it's better than adding it to something that doesn't have any probiotics in it you know (laughs) probably some are still going to be around you know it's probably a more healthier it's a healthier drink is this so when you go to your restaurant i haven't been is June Shine the only thing on the menu in terms of drinks, or do you have other beer and wine and other? They drinks? they serve other beer and wine oh, too. Okay. Yeah, they try to choose like organic, and then they do still have Ballast Point on there, obviously to pay homage to, mm-hmm. you know, the people who created the path, and then um, yeah. So it's basically we call it a wellness gastro pub. It is kind of like our. I don't know, we feel like we're kind of trailblazing in this industry that we're creating a place where you can eat really delicious food and alcoholic libations and feel good. So you always hear about wine pairings uh, and you hear about beer pairings. Has there been much with actual kombucha pairings? And did you take any of that into consideration when creating like the menu items? Um, well, it's I I do with certain foods. Uh, with I have done some June Shine pairings, um, but there was certain foods just because June Shine in general kombucha is already a sour, tart pl- profile. So it's kind of a bit difficult, you know, to the you know to to, to have like a full range of pairings. Um, but we just have like certain meals and stuff like that. We'll like you know pair to def- most definitely. Yeah. Very awesome! Cool. I, I love it. You are basically Instagram the restaurant. I mean, you know, it's like it's a millennial wonderland because you're paying attention to health. You're paying attention to probiotics. Yes. You know, I mean, there's no reason why we can't do this. You know, and I, yeah. you know, I, I honestly, I've, I've thought about five years ago, I pressed for um, restaurants themselves to have their own um, nutritional um, uh, estimate mm-hmm. of what they're putting. They know their cow- They know exactly what they're putting in there. Just give me the information. Even though you're not a chain, it's required if you're a chain with over 20 um, locations to post all of your nutritional right. info on your menu. You know, but I said this, I'm like, I wanted a George's. You know, I wanted a 910. I want I just give me, give me a chance to look and say, how much better did you put in there? Oh, Okay, maybe not. Maybe it's a little much. You know, I mean, I just love the fact that we're actually trying to make really good food that has health properties now. Nice work. Yeah, we have a a functional, we call it a functional menu chart at a restaurant. So it's a menu where it looks like a medical graph where we list all the items and then we tell people whether it's it's catered to vegan, gluten-free, no added sugar, the anti-inflammatory po- protocol, paleo. So it's like you can literally just like look at the dots and go like, oh, I could eat this and I could eat this and I could eat this. So it makes it much easier. Because what we're finding out is like, um, I think so, um, is I think people now aren't just going to restaurants and going like, oh, I just want to go eat Italian or I want to eat Asian. Now they're going like, I need to go somewhere there's gluten-free. I need mm-hmm. to go somewhere where there's paleo. I need to go somewhere where there's this, this, that. So having that kind of setup, like we cater to so many different lifestyles. So You make know it- what you should 
should do, though. What's that? I think, <laughs> I think there's nothing restaurant owners love more than when you suggest to them, you know what you should you? do. Oh, don't worry. This is going to be a terrible suggestion. Um, I, I, because it's so beautiful and because you have that gastropub history behind you, I think that you should have all of these healthful properties and then you should just have some like 7-Eleven nachos. You know what I mean? Oh, wait. So I kind of have a... Okay, yeah, right? With, no, wait. I have organic beef with you because you did a Ooh. search for oh. for chicken wings mm-hmm. and you haven't been to our restaurant because we make some of the best oh. chicken wings. Okay, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> I'll have to update the story. But wait, I, I want Let's hear the style. Yeah. Let's let's hear the sales pitch on how the they're nice nachos. <laughs> the nachos. Okay. I want some really, like, I would love, here's, here's what I would love. I would love a really healthy restaurant that gives me so many beautiful options, but I want one thing on the menu that's like chili cheese Fritos with nacho cheese on them and those store-bought jarred jalapenos, you know, like just bad. Just I mean, in case I go in there or with a friend or something who's like, you know what, forget your health. You know what I mean? Like you just yeah. need one irresponsible option on the menu. <laughs> That's all. I'm Can I say. name it after you if I do it? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, hey, there's Troy Johnson, the irresponsible option. <laughs> <laughs> and that honestly sounds like stoner food. <laughs> after midnight, we'll have it. I'll have it after for you. Just after midnight, one. after midnight, Troy special. Because you know, you know, there's a Krispy Kreme in your pantry at home. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> no, I bet you've never had a Krispy Kreme. Sidecar, I, I love sidecar. Sidecar, yeah. they're so yeah. good. Right. Where you go? Life and balance. All right, I'll shut up now. Um, but now we, we the wing people want to hear about your wing. Oh, yeah. yeah, let's, let's okay. hear the pitch. So um, <laughs> so that's kind of our goal, too, is trying to make food that is more, uh, like, we're just trying to prove to people that healthy food doesn't have to taste like shit. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to make really good food. And it's all about what oils you use, you know, if you're frying. And now that, like, studies are showing that fats are actually really good for you. And so mm-hmm. people are still scared of butter and they're scared of oils, which, you know, from my experience, since I've been cooking for chronic illness for the last three years, actually good fats is actually the key to staying fuller to for a better uh better immunity and things like that too so we created a korean we call it kfc wings korean fried chicken wings and we use pasture bird they're a farm out in temecula Mm -hmm. and uh, we visited them and they're amazing they're like real happy chickens out in, in the pasture eating all the bugs and grass and everything so we use those chicken wings and um they're gluten free Nice. <laughs> Which uh, people were kind of shocked. So rice flour? And sweet potato flour. Ooh. Ah, there and I'm going to tell go. you, when KFC, you know, Korean chicken wings are so popular right now. Mm-hmm. But when I, um, I went to L.A. about like 10 years ago, you know, when it wasn't very popular, I would, I, there was this Korean little mom and pop shop, this Korean store. And I was like, I, I had a KFC wing from them and I was like blown away at how light it was. Mm-hmm. It was so light. It was so, I was like, how can, you know. What, what happened here? Yeah. yeah. And I like kind of like wanted to ask her and I you kept asking her questions. I guess. snuck in the back. No, you didn't. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I was digging through the pantry. How did they do it? I saw sweet potato sauce. She's got a dark side. I knew it. She's not all organic heaven. She's got a dark side. I I go to all the means to find the best KFC wings. So now you have to try it. So uh, it's it's gluten-free. We use sweet potato starch. We brine it in our special spices. And then our sauce is a tamari um, raw honey, raw local honey. And we do it in a way so that it doesn't uh, go over 100 degrees, so that mm-hmm. way it remains unpasteurized and raw, so that way it has all its anti- 
antioxidants properties and things like that. And it's so good. And we pair it because I can't just serve you wing like meat. I just can't. So <laughs> we pair it with uh, these uh, Perilla leaf um, fermented kimchi turnip slaw tacos that just pair so well together. Right. Nice. Yeah. Wow. I think Jenner would even eat that. I Might know. My go God. The um, I do want to say what she's saying about <laughs> healthy fats and oils. Yeah. I, I I agree because when even when I was saying I want to know how much butter, butter in that, I thought to myself <laughs> in there I was like, why are you saying that? You know, fats are good for you. It is really true. You really should. Everybody should look into that. You know, yeah. it, it, fats are not the evil thing. Sugar, 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 sugar yeah, refined exactly. flour, sugar. Yeah, it's yeah. bad news. Yeah. Okay, um, well, this has just been wildly educational and delicious. Thank you for joining us. Thank, Thank you. Hang around, you. Hang around so for the much. end of our show. Tell us where else you like to eat and drink. It's not your own spot. Yes. Okay. Um, we are just about at the end of the show, you guys. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, everyone should go try Enclave for sure. Thanks to Lan here and David for doing such a great job on Hot Plates. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, Yay. thanks. Awesome, awesome. Uh, and if you guys enjoy this podcast and hearing these great uh, San Diego stories of food and drink around our local neighborhoods, um, subscribe to San Diego Magazine. It takes all of us here at our company to put this show together. Uh, as well as the magazine and you know collectively we really all um, just fuel this brand together so subscribing to the magazine is the best way that you can support us sdmag.com slash subscribe is how you can sign up if you want to be an insider you can go to sdmag.com slash insiders you can learn all about that on our website Uh, it's a really cool program you get a happy hour you get to hang out with us on a little bit more of an intimate level every single month uh, and that is it. Uh, we are Wait. just about done. Two people, 50 bucks. What? Two people, oh, okay. You are going to do Yep, two we're doing okay. two people, 50 bucks right. to spend. Go for it, my man. All right. So um, continuing on my beauty search. Um, but <laughs> moreover, just led me to a, a great Mexican restaurant in San Diego that I haven't been to in quite a while, but has always been at the top of my list. Super Cocina. Mm. Uh, Super Cocina is, it's over, I believe it's Normal Heights. Is, no, is it Normal Heights? Uh, North Park. Uh, it's North Park. I'm sorry, it's yeah. North Park. Yeah, so North Park, um, Super Casino. I mean, you have like basically, you know, um, like a lot of women back in the kitchen who have been cooking for generations and learn from their moms who learn from their, you know, grandmothers and everything else. And they have a lot of stews and it's served almost buffet style. And they have, they have a traditional birria which is um, goat. It's made of goat. And it's got this like beautiful, luscious, like almost creaminess to it. And I think it's got a ton of butter because when I left it in my fridge overnight, it, um, it, it definitely solidified. But it's just gorgeous and satiny and awesome. And almost everything that they do, you can go in there and they will give you a bite of anything that they've been stewing these things all day long. One of the best Mexican restaurants in San Diego. Yum, good recommendation. How about you, David? Two people, 50 bucks. So this is actually dating back a year to a conversation I always wanted to bring back up with you, Aaron. Okay. And do you remember Uh about a year ago when you said that Big Bear had no good yes, restaurants. I remember distinctly. And she was right? It was a horrific weekend. I found... I, I found, almost starved. <laughs> well, I'd like to report that you're wrong. Okay. I found, I found the diamond in the rough place. And oh, it's, please um, tell me. It's literally a place just called Himalayan Restaurant. He, text, he texted me about I actually, while I was there. I texted really? him while I was there because it was that amazing. But so it's like Nepal, Himalayan, Indian restaurant fair. Uh, it's all really small plates, but overall, oh my gosh, like they have this lamb naan that is out of this world where they basically bake the lamb into the center of the naan with all these amazing seasonings. But then on top of that, on you get all these small plates, but they have this amazing vegetable soup that's like done with all these like traditional vegetables from that region. And then uh, one of the other items that they had is this dish called the mushroom matter, which is basically a bunch of like fresh sliced mushrooms with green peas and garlic, onions, 
So good, such a great share, and it's actually something you can do for two people, 50 bucks, for real. I'm going to go. So there yep. is a good restaurant in Big Okay, um, Lan, how about you? What's your favorite, one of your spots to go to, two people, 50 bucks to spend? Um, so one of my places that I love to go to is Tasty Noodle in Convoy. Mm-hmm. They have the best grilled pork buns and Shanghai noodle, the wide ones. So good. That just hits home. For me. Tasty noodle. Okay, reminder, you guys, SanDiegoMagazine.com is where we link to all of the things that we have talked about on the show today, so you guys can all go give them a try. Um, thanks for listening. Oh. We're going to chow down on the rest of this food. Yeah, thanks for having it's us. really good. Bye. David, nice work. You did it. <laughs> Very good. Air high five. Thank you so much. <laughs> that was awesome. That was...